1: episode 30 of this is us Two is brought to you by minute with mary so i'm doing free all about the eyes seminars and helping you understand which lip shade is your best lip shade for your undertone you know all those things that you're like i kind of know but i don't really know well guys i'm here to help you so all you need to do is search the hashtag minute with mary on facebook to find out more
0: i think everyone sees their childhood with different lenses different perspectives. And I didn't come here today to crap all over your perspective, Kev. I came here today because last year, when I was at my lowest, bro, I was crying on the floor, and I was shaking, and, hey, Kev, look at me. Please. You were there for me, man. And I wanted to be there for you today, and I wasn't. I did a bad job today, and I'm sorry.
1: I'm really sorry about Tess. I know. I love my crazy-ass brothers. Just to clarify, it's official, I'm mom's favorite. In Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I've
0: realized that some of my favorite episodes of television have included at least one therapy session in them. <laughs> Are you serious? I love episodes of television that includes therapy i mean of, of course we all know uh, hannibal the amazing show hannibal on nbc it was fantastic it was all about therapy but as i was watching this one i was thinking about gilmore girls as a matter of fact <laughs> when Lorelai and emily had to have their uh, had to have their therapy yes, sessions in, in the, yes, newest, the newest a, in the newest season and i thought that was just spectacular when that was happening so uh that was my i, I really really love Therapy episodes of
1: television. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, because it gets to the nitty gritty. There's no way that you can like dodge around it. People have to sit there for an hour mm-hmm. and they got to talk. But I totally agree with you. I mean, I had an experience in family therapy. Have you had family therapy? I've
0: never had family therapy. And I think I'm... Yeah, no, no, no. I know I'm grateful that I've never had <laughs> the family therapy because I feel like it would be a very bad thing for me. <sighs> it would. It would... Mm -mm.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. So I went in family therapy when my parents were starting to separate. Things were getting a little wonky. They actually weren't separating. They thought I was bad. What do you you mean? I'm pretty much the Kevin. Remember I've told you this, how like my sister's handicapped, my brother was eating stupid mushrooms (laughs) and picking up rabid squirrels. and Yeah, he's he's just a hot mess when he was a kid. So they kind of just like, you know, I was just the Kevin playing in bands, being in performances and I started to, I was like the oldest in the- in the family doing things so I was staying out later mind you I'm a good at two shoes guys I was staying out till 10 like (laughs) not that bad you know I like skipped (laughs) I skipped school that one day they still never know but to like go look at a university, you know, nothing truly bad. But things started to get bad. And it really was because my parents were breaking up and they just didn't know it, but they thought it was me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to family therapy. And um, my parents were very, very religious at the time. They still are. And so we went to religious family therapy.
0: Oh, and my goodness. Then, um, oh. I wish
1: I was told I just needed to get more Christian friends. Oh. because. <laughs> the source of all my woes. Oh, and I was man. like, I think my parents are actually fighting because they're fighting. It's nothing to do with me. And once again, I'm a really good kid. I go to Sunday school. I even go to Sunday or uh, church Bible camp and oh. snow Bible camp. Oh my I, can't God. Go, I can't get any more Christian friends. I oh, think it's my parents. And that's... I said that. I said that in therapy. Mm-hmm. I said, I think it's my parents. That didn't go over too well. So tell me a little bit about the details in this episode. The
0: title is The Fifth Wheel, and as we all know, that's referring to how Kevin felt when it came to the Pearson clan. Clan Pearson, he felt like the fifth wheel that was just added on to everything else. The director was Chris Koch, who was the director of Three Sentences and The Most Disappointed Man. So this is some pretty good directing uh, skills here, some pretty good directing pedigree, at least in terms of uh, uh, This Is Us. So we're in good hands. And the writer was Vera Herbert, who wrote The Trip, What Now and Still there. So uh, that's uh, that's those. Those are the deets. My my girlfriend, my <laughs> girlfriend, my my wife, my wife, your wife.
1: Yeah. Well, how about the lemonade rating? What would you give this on a scale of one to five lemonades? I'm
0: giving this one a four seven. It's not a full horse quite yet, but it's it's almost there. Okay. I think there's some really great stuff here. You know, the thing that I think that kind of kept it back was the flashbacks. Okay. Um, I, I feel like I didn't learn too much there but you know what I, I, otherwise I think this has yeah. some great stuff here I would agree especially when you look at it in context I'm and giving a big old
1: I mean. 4.9 Mandy Moore all people need to be bowing down to Mary M- yes. Mandy Moore in this episode. Holy freaking smokes. Um, we also got a shout out to Jack's porn star <laughs> mustache. So big old 4.9. Now we'll talk about the GVGs. So the good, the bad, and the great for this episode. Uh, my good for this episode was just the fact that there is nothing like family like grown up siblings mom dad mm-hmm. family because they've gone through so much because they have so much history they can fight make up love and almost hate all at the same time i mean think about the things that were just said in therapy and then here with that sound clip that we played later on mm-hmm. they're pretty much making up and you know it's it's great because with family when you do have a family that can let things out every once in a while they often do get to recover that quickly so if you need to talk to your family if you need to get it off your chest I'm, I'm one to say. Guys, say it. It feels a lot better. Unless
0: it's my family. Yeah. It, there's all kinds of Irish Catholic guilt. <laughs> all the Irish Catholic guilt in my family.
1: I, I'm like, let's just rip the band-aid off. And you're like, no. <laughs> uh, my bad for this episode was how I felt for Rebecca, it's not that the acting was bad. It's not that the scenario was bad. But my heart just dropped for her in that therapy session when she was crying. When when Kevin said, "Just admit it. Admit that Randall was your favorite," mm-hmm. and she said, "He was easier. He didn't, you know, turn away from me, and he didn't abandon me oh. when his father died." Oh, your heart just breaks for her and heads like high five to Mandy Moore. And then my greatest in general was that therapy session. It pushed and pushed because at first. first. First, I was kind of like Beth. I was like, what is going on with Kevin? Like, he is just Mr. Hollywood right now. Mm Happy-go-lucky. And I loved that that was all just the beginning. (laughs) So, how about you? What was your good, bad, and great?
0: My good was um, the new big three or the others, as (laughs) they were calling it. Yes. Um, I love the fact that the show was finally exploring what it's like to revolve around the Pearson star. A little bit. You know, we've been so focused on the big three and Rebecca and Jack that you forget that there are other people that are revolving around this family that seem like they can't penetrated well, they can't they yeah. can't get into it you and know? this is
1: something that you know you're in you are in a tight family so yes i'm not gonna lie people who date mary hang out with people in your family oh, this yeah. is how we all feel
0: oh no i and i i swore <laughs> on all of the heavens that this was going to be your story i i truly felt that it was going to be how you wrote my sisters a letter and uh that whole thing and they didn't respond to you like yeah, i that thought that stunk. was going to be a story and that that's that's the honest to god truth that- i
1: yeah, I was engaged, and I wrote them both. Are oh, you guys are getting a second mary story <laughs> um, i uh yeah, I was engaged, my sister obviously is is mentally and physically handicapped she is about the um abilities of like a one and a half year old. So I never got to have like that general sister bonding, chatting. So yeah, we were engaged and I wrote Blake's, both of his sisters, these heartfelt handwritten letters because I love handwritten letters. And I just told them, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to know you. I'm excited to get to know more about stories about your mom from when she was alive. And I'm just happy to be getting a new sister. Mm -hmm. Neither responded. (laughs) And one told Blake, tell Mary we'll talk when she has kids because then we'll have something in common. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Shame. That's how it feels to be the others. But I loved... You're you're so right. There are so many families. My family isn't like the Pearsons. My family isn't like yours. It's not like this huge, big... And they've gone through these momentous things, particularly deaths of a parent or who knows what. But the siblings or the aunts, they just kind of like cling together, man, in a different way that us outsiders, we're all Miggies. Right. We're all Miggies.
0: (laughs) Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Um, the I really liked it because, again, I, I, I think you're right, my darling. I've grown up in a family that is very similar to the Pearson dynamic. Yes. Uh, not necessarily, like, not the, the between the siblings, thing, yeah. but, you know, the a parent passing away, things going on. There are things that you just don't talk about, you know, and the, there are things that you just, you kind of you know you'd kind of fall into as a matter of fact and it's hard i i realized to penetrate you know whatever it is that connects not only my family but the pearson family in general i mean specifically because of their dad's death or mm-hmm. jack's death right but most specifically here in the other big 3 i really liked is miguel when he says i married my best friend's wife and no one talks about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So good.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think there's also some other stuff going on here with that, too, but I'll get into it. But I I also really liked the whole thing, too, when everyone... When when Beth and when when Toby are talking about it and they're kind going they're kinda of going on about the whole thing about yeah. Jack Pearson and how he's he's this saint and yada yada and we've all been we as viewers have been built up to look at Jack as a saint. Correct. Even though they've kind of done this deconstruction thing. But when they start going down that path, Miguel isn't like, yeah, that's right. It's whoa, you're entering my no fly zone here. I that was Oh man. That was
1: Awesome. I kind
0: of I kind of almost played that as the first clip for this episode. It yeah. was close. But I didn't do it and I hate that Miggy is again in my good. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> the bad. The bad for me was the flashbacks. Is it uh,
1: because he's their stepdad? I I I just mm, Is that what it is? He's trying real hard. He is
0: trying really hard and he kind of won me over and Jack Pearson's son, he kind of won me over in that whole that whole thing. I just I just have this mental block with Miggy. I got I got a huge mental block, and uh, even though Toby told, told me I was hating on him, I'm, or that I'm sleeping on him, I've been sleeping on him, still am. But I don't know. I'm just not a big fan. Still, I'm not ready to get there yet.
1: Okay. I'm not.
0: Re- I'm not emotionally think, capable yeah, of handling okay. Miggy yet. The bad for me was the flashbacks. I was not a huge fan of this one because it's not something it, it, that we don't already know. We, we already kind of knew this whole thing with Kevin and, and taking himself out of the family dynamic and kind of being a little melodramatic and that whole thing.
1: But I will say that this came after the mid-season break of season two. Right. So you and I have been flying through this and we're like, of course you remember the pool episode right. because that was earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, that was over a year before. So I think that for people who are binging... Yes. It's like, we get it. Kevin yes. felt ignored. We right. understand. But maybe for the timing that the show played out, they needed this. Sure.
0: I would agree. Um, but I did like, though, in this flashback when Rebecca goes on the floor and tries to sleep next to Kevin. Oh, I thought that was fantastic. Yes. That was that was some good stuff, especially as she's talking about how she knew uh, that she probably made a mistake and just thinking Kevin was just going to be okay. Yes. He, she, he didn't need her full attention. But the great, and I have to give it to her. And I, I normally I would probably say Mandy Moore here because she is just phenomenal in this mm-hmm. episode. She's been phenomenal in season two, and I think as much as season one was about Jack, I think season two is that much more about Rebecca. I agree. And Mandy Moore is just killing it in this second season. But no, I'm not going to give it to her. I'm going to give it to Vera Herbert, who is the writer of this episode. The whole scene with the therapy session, it's easily one of my favorites of This Is Us. Um, There's just so much there. Mm -hmm. There's just so much to unpack and there's so much to propel the rest of this season going forward. But the funny thing is, is that it actually reminded me, and here's one for all you Outlander fans out there. This actually reminded me of the Garrison Commander quite Ooh. a bit, because the Garrison Commander, for all of you Outlander fans, was written as uh, like a one-act play between Blackjack Randall and Claire Fraser. Now, for those of you who aren't watching, who haven't watched something, you're like, "What you the hell are you talking about? Stop now, go watch Outlander. Watch the Garrison Commander and come back." Yes, um, <laughs> but. It reminded me of this one-act play style writing where you have this balls-to-the-wall, I mean, never-relenting, like, just fantastic bit of interplay between all of our characters. And there's stuff that they're actually really talking about. It's not just polite, as the therapist has said. Um, And it reminded me of the garrison, Garrison Commander in that way. It was just... A one-act play that played out right in front of our eyes, and it was a beautiful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the acting, the writing, the direction, all yep. of it, it was just great. So, um, I, you know, you did bring up something, my darling. Um, when it comes to this episode, this was the mid-season premiere uh, for This Is Us. So, you know, you're, you're kind of right. I look back at this episode, and I expected, I kind of expected it to be a little bit better. Um, you know, like I expected it to be to have a little bit more.
1: Oh my gosh, really? For, for, I feel like well, this for our was characters,
0: like... I feel like there was a lot of recapping. I feel like there was like, okay, we're 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 setting the the board again.
1: I think that was for pacing because if it was all that therapy room, we all would have been. Well, you're you're probably right.
0: You're probably right.
1: And no, we're gonna have probably a full stomach and knots episode really soon. Because we're now in the second half of season two, sure. We know we're going to have to figure things out with Jack's death soon. That's coming. That so is I definitely coming. I feel like coming. I feel like they needed to be like, all right, here's a lighter version. Well, yeah,
0: I think I think they had to kind of reset the board here because you know how people watch network TV, right? I mean, they just kind of they kind of come in and out of it. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll have a bunch of people who will you know, start it and then they'll miss a number of weeks and then they'll say, oh, screw it. I'll just watch it later. Maybe I'll catch it on on demand or whatever. And then they get back into it or they don't come back at all. But then they hear all the hype and they're like, oh, maybe this is the right time to get back in. <laughs> so I kind of understand why this episode was the way it was in its context. As we are, you, we're, as we're watching it right now, when you're binging it, it's a little redundant. And that's what kind of brings it down for me. But yeah. When you're looking at it in context, it's actually kind of smart and it's kind of smart because it's giving you tons of exposition. It's giving you tons of information Mm -hmm. that you would have not known or it's, or the therapy session, right? It's just a bunch of people talking, giving you info and, and setting, resetting the board and resetting the whole thing for all of our new viewers. And they're doing it. They're giving you exposition without being so like expositiony about it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, when 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 uh, two characters are talking to to one another they and like an example of exposition would be like as you know mary we're both married so we should probably when we go to bed go sleep in the same bed correct mary that's exposition that's just giving you information that the characters already know but the but the listeners or the viewers may not already know it and i like how they did it because a therapy session is a good interesting way and giving you that kind of ex- exposition, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting inlet into how we're we going to take the information that we've got from the previous seasons and here how we've built up and then transfer it to the, to, the, to either the new viewers or reset the board for the current viewers. And think about it like um, think about it like this. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Remember the dino DNA
1: se- sequence? Of course I do. Dino, dino DNA. DNA.
0: Right? That is all exposition.
1: We took the DNA from a frog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and th- that's all just information you wouldn't necessarily really know. Correct. But they're telling you it in an interesting fashion. It's kind of meta in that way, right? right? It's, yes. It's like you're watching a movie. Where people are, are watching, watching a movie yes. who is trying to give you, the viewer, and the people in the film, yes. the information that you need to understand the, the dynamic of how Jurassic Park works. Correct. The same thing is happening here. We are watching this episode of characters who are going over their lives and actually being quite meta about the show in general. Right. I love it. I mean, think about it. The, the, the meta part in all this... Randall says, "Oh man, we should have had our our lives like <laughs> documented or recorded like boyhood style, like the movie by Rick Richard Linklater. We, we should have had it recorded that way we just go to the tape about it, right,
1: Unbelievable!
0: Right. <laughs> or how when the when the, uh, when Miguel says, I married my best friend's wife,, uh, and nobody's talking about it, yeah, because nobody ever does talk about it on this is us, and like even when even when Kevin says, "Oh, it's the Randall show," oh, it's the Randall show. Yeah, a lot of people are, have said Randall is, including myself. Randall is my Binky.
1: Yep.
0: Randall is the best part of this. Is us. It's the Randall show, essentially. Think of like that self reflection from the writers, and that's interesting. Correct. It's a, it's, a, I it's totally an absolutely interesting totally aspect agree. of this episode. So uh,
1: you know what else they touched upon?
0: Mm-hmm. Tess. Oh, you know what, my darling? And how
1: sorry he is for Tess and Kevin. Like, literally, was like, how messed up is Tess? She's had X, Y, Z happen to her. Pretty much everything I said the last episode. Bam. Bam. See, I'm telling you, Kevin and I sadly are often on the same wavelength.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you called it. You called the whole thing. You were uh, were 100 right about how this would about how the whole thing with Tess. Would not only affect Tess herself, but affect Kevin and affect mm-hmm. Randall and and the story going forward. Well, I got to and, that's give it. You and credit. going
1: forward, so now the fact that Kevin did address this, we know that we are going to be seeing repercussions with Tess. Mm-hmm. We know that w- whether good or bad, we know that we're going to be following up with the Tess storyline a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep,
0: yep. One of the things that I really like too here is, you know, we talked about Mandy Moore a little bit when she. Was getting very upset oh. about when Kevin says we are we are a family of addicts. You can just see the raw emotion,
1: like pure bubbling. defensive anger. Like,
0: oh my god, I I cannot. Again, this is one of those things you don't talk about. Yeah, right. You just don't. All the Catholic guilt. Yes, and when. Oh, my God. When he's talking about being an addict and how Kate is an addict and how he is an addict, it's his dad was an addict. His dad's dad was an addict. And all you can think of and all you can see is Rebecca trying to paint Jack in the picture that she always wanted him to be in, which is... Their superhero, their their saint, the the legend of Jack Pearson. And now mind
1: you, the other two, Kate and Randall knew this stuff about Jack. Sure. You know, Kate was the first person that Jack spoke to about his alcoholism, but Kevin really saw him weak about it mm-hmm. and I think that that plagued him whereas we don't really see Randall right now talk to his dad about it and we saw Kate being like it's okay no problem like we'll work through this together mm-hmm. you know I know you can do it so but Kevin it stuck with him and it shaped his uh, his shaped his view of his father
0: she even here's one of the things that comes up in the flashbacks that I think is kind of slightly underplayed not only is Rebecca trying to protect Jack's persona and protect his legacy after his death, but she's also kind of taking on the role of um uh, she's uh, she says bad guy. She's the bad guy mm-hmm, in the family, mm-hmm. right? She's even kind of give she's even kind of like supplementing this Notion of Jack being a saint, even in even in real life, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny because you, you do see Jack, and he's like, "Yeah, I took Cage of to the ice cream thing again." And like, <laughs> I, as a man and having a daughter who just cannot get enough ice cream in her life, I kind of feel for Jack here. Yeah, I kind How of come? because man, I mean, like. You don't want to you don't want to upset your kids and she's you know she was already upset as it was because he kind of went about getting her to be do exercise in this really wonky way like go run after it just like treating her like she's a dog you know <laughs> go run after it Kate I was I was watching I was like oh man
1: And then he tells her. He tells her why. Why am I doing this? I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And it's so tough because think about it. He was playing catch with Kevin. That's Mm -hmm. just what he did with his active child. That's how he knew to be active. And yet it's not like he put on Madonna and had a dance party with Kate. He doesn't know.
0: He did do the Madonna well, Halloween party. No,
1: but that's what I'm saying is that, like, it's hard for him. Kate probably would have liked the modern day Sumba is what I'm getting <laughs> at,
0: okay? She probably
1: would have liked some music and dancing and shaking her groove thing, but it was tough as he had her do an activity that wasn't her activity and then told her why.
0: Yeah. Told her why. And then I, I, I don't blame him for wanting to take her to ice cream. You don't want to, to see a kid upset. But I
1: also don't blame him for telling her. That's because true. Because he is concerned. I mean, I wouldn't give her ice cream. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I would have been like, let's go make some some cinnamon apples. Not kale. But I don't think it's fair to give everyone it, uh, except Kate. So like back in that first, you know, first couple of episodes when they all had nice fun cereal and she had half of a grapefruit. Right, right. That doesn't feel right. Yeah,
0: that does not feel right. And I kind of feel bad for Rebecca here. And for that very purpose, because, you know... You know, I keep going back to that whole thing of like when, when they had the, uh, the, the the really on the nose uh, imagery of Kate trying to hold all the doors in the in the cabin, and she's like yep. trying to unlock l- them all. And
1: you mean Rebecca? I'm yeah, to- sorry,
0: Kate. Uh, Rebecca. Well, I don't know why I keep getting those two it's mixed okay. up. When when Rebecca is holding all the doors and trying to keep them closed and locked and everything, I do feel bad for her here because. Kevin has put expectations on Rebecca. I didn't get enough love from my mother. Randall has placed all of the blame on Rebecca for making the decision about her birth father Mm -hmm. and how he never got enough time with her. Kate... Oh, Kate, there is so many mommy, mommy problems with Kate that I think we can have volumes <laughs> oh, and volumes of, it's of like, encyclope- encyclopedia Britannica of her mommy problems with, with, uh, with Rebecca. But everyone has just laid this all on Rebecca, and I don't know if she deserves it all.
1: You know... <sighs> Rebecca says it multiple, yeah. Rebecca says it multiple times that they're just trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the whole series, you just know that they really have been trying to do their best. And I love how flawed her character is, how real her character is.
0: Yeah, especially this season. This season, they've really made it an effort to to give her a little bit more than just yes. nagging wife.
1: And seeing her cozy up to Kevin oh, built my heart. You know. <laughs> It's, this episode scared me I didn't mind the flashbacks that much it scared me because I was like gosh these parents are busy here they are trying to go on like a free vacation mm-hmm. and they have to worry about losing, losing Randall's glasses Kate eating ice cream all the time Kevin is just being a punk you know They don't get to relax at all. Right. And then when they even sleep, two of their kids climbed into bed. Rebecca woke up like completely shocked.
0: Another kid's on the floor. Oh, my God.
1: There's three kids in my room. I can't even sleep in peace. And it just made me feel like, gosh... Being a parent is tough, and I know that already with a five-year-old and a three-year-old. But man, well, I was it's just going to say we,
0: we woke up with two kids and a cat in our bed last night. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh man, that was when that happens. I got to get out of the bed. I'm too. I'm six four, two hundred and fifty <laughs> pounds. I can't have th- three other humans in bed. It's with also me.
1: been ninety five degrees. Yeah, I know. That <laughs> doesn't help.
0: Um, finally, I think. Do you are you buying Kevin's whole? I don't want to say pity party because, you know, Randall's right. I think there's different perspectives and it's easy. Coming from a person who has a very uh, odd family dynamic. Uh, I think odd is probably the nice word for it, but it's a very odd family dynamic. I can kind of see how Kevin would get this in his brain, how kate was kate randall was randall and he was just never paid attention to and this is why i hate my life and you know maybe i've I, i've i've avoided my dad's death emotionally but this these are all the problems and these are why and i'm an addict because of this are you buying it all yeah how
1: come um i buy the attention seeking part because i think that's what happened to me Mm-hmm. um And not that I'm on that same level as him. I'm not the Manny. But, you know, I went into a performance degree. I went on television. I worked in the TV and film industry. And I was like, what am I doing here? Right. Yeah. This isn't really me. Like, what's why? Why did I have to do pageants all my life? Why? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to be praised you know and really i just want to be praised by my parents so i can get that part of kevin i feel bad that it's taking him this long to understand that oh, though yeah. um i wish that he had had some depth to be able to deal with it of course he's going to have to deal with his dad's death but this is so much more than that i think kevin will deal with that too and i appreciate that he has to pull back these layers i appreciate Mm -hmm. that he did have family therapy where he could start this i hope that this isn't a one and done i hope that we continue to see kevin in therapy kevin is a big old onion and this is just the beginning
0: sure Sure. All right. Uh, final thoughts, my darling, on this episode.
1: I enjoyed it. I enjoy it a lot. I'm a huge believer in therapy and talking, so it's hard. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love how you laugh because I'm like, babe, we're climbing mountains. Oh, we're not man. disagreeing and fighting. We're just climbing mountains together. <laughs> I'm not laughing
0: at you. I'm, I'm kind of laughing at myself and with you and- I'm still laughing at all the on uh, all the Irish Catholic guilt in my in my family. I just it's it's. I
1: don't want to say it's toxic, but it's certainly not good. I'm just gonna plead the fifth and be a Beth. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, let's go to the bar.
0: <laughs> let's go to the bar and drink.
1: Did by the way, um, did Beth not know that Miguel married his best friend's wife? Did she look shocked to you? No,
0: no. I think she. Okay. How do you how do you not know that? I don't know. I mean, it does confirm for us though, that they are indeed married. I mean, I don't think, I think we've all kind of anticipated. Yeah, we've
1: known that. I've known that. I mean. But
0: they they didn't actually confirm it. Like, they didn't say she, he is married to Rebecca. Like. You just you thought just, they were living together? Yeah, well, you know how you know, old people do things sometimes. They just kind of <laughs> live. Well, like, remember the neighbors people, that we had?
1: People, not old people. Well,
0: you know what I mean.
1: People just shack up, man. The, yeah. They and, shack up. And like. You, know, <laughs> you thought Miggy and, and Rebecca were shacking up? yeah but like I,
0: like I I know
1: that I'm i using had that right term
0: i had i had a i had an uncle Paul but he wasn't my uncle like he <laughs> you know he, know he he's like my, my he was my uncle's okay. cousin but we called him uncle Paul <laughs> <laughs> right okay maybe they called Miggy Grampy well, because just that one- he was his grandpa well
1: I'm just wondering like if Randall had always told her oh it's just my mom's longtime friend. Like I don't know if Beth before this point knew that it was his best friend. I don't know. I have to rewatch it a couple times to see her reaction.
0: Here's some Irish Catholic guilt for you. You yeah. ready? I'm not sure if you know this story. You're gonna get a Blake story, oh my dear God. listener. This You're is a re-
1: bonus. This
0: is a total bonus. So one of my aunts, <laughs> she was married. She had kids. Okay. She had she had four kids with, with her husband. Way to okay? go. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them nameless. Yep. They're they're never they're never gonna listen to it. But I just I don't wanna out her <laughs> if she hasn't been or, we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it, okay? She had four kids with with my with my uncle, and when I was a kid, uh, she and my uncle were they were living up in Newton and everything. And
1: don't tell we, where they
0: live. Well, we we were we 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 get together for family parties and family events, and my aunt would be there, and my uncle wouldn't be there. He just would be somewhere else. I I don't know where he was, but like there was this other guy that was there with my aunt. <laughs> And he'd come up And we'd be like Hey Uncle Blah 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 He wasn't the uncle Who was he? He was the side piece <laughs> And no one ever talked about it
1: No one ever said So she'd come with her kids To like your birthday Yeah
0: And Uncle Blah 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 with, Would show like, up
1: her male mistress and he'd be there is that called like a monstrous (laughs) (laughs) a mistress though but nobody ever talked nobody ever said hey auntie where's our uncle
0: where's uncle what's his name who's this jabroni (laughs) and the guy just showed up for years and then the guy died oh because he was older okay he was much older than my aunt okay he was about my aunt's father's age Okay. So my grandfather was his age.
1: Hey. Yep. He died. Yeah. And
0: the other uncle would come back
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> and no one has said anything. No one. Just, just you didn't talk. It was a no-fly zone. Oh my god! Your family is so different than mine. Imagine if I had been there, I would say, Who the heck are you? <laughs> Who are you? Are you shacking up with my aunt? Are you, sh- are you shacking up Like little eight year old Mary. Are you shacking up? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? What's your name? Where do you live? How do you? How are you in my family? (laughs) Do you guys have sex? (laughs) I learned about it on the bus. (laughs) Girls have vaginas. Boys have penises. Children are listening. Children are
0: listening. (sighs) So yeah, there's a good Blake story for you. That was a good one. All right, let's let's
1: wrap up this episode. Uh,
0: Final thing I I just got to say. I just I love when Randall fell on the floor. After he finds out that Tess thinks his brownies aren't as good oh, as yes. the other lady. Oh, that was great. Okay.
1: He's such a nerd and I love it. He's such
0: a nerd boy. All right. Uh, Puzzle Watch. Yep. <sighs> uh, the, Rebecca said that uh, the kids were, in fact, 17, 17. When, when the Jack died. And she also says that Randall was the only one who didn't abandon her in the aftermath. So I think we kind of already knew all of this, but it just confirms all of our expectations of this. That it's coming. That it's coming. And uh, my darling, do you have a hot take of the week?
1: Uh, no.
0: But I do. Okay. Given the fact that we heard Miggy say, hey. I married my my best friend's <laughs> wife, and no one's talking about it. Yep, and that's my no fly zone. Like, don't go there. We are absolutely going to get a Miguel episode. Can't wait. We we are totally going to get it, and I think I'm kind of all in on it.
1: I think we're also going to get a Beth Randall episode. What do you mean? The meeting. I want backstories on all oh, these. Oh, oh, no, no! But this, but the Miguel one is important. Okay, L- it the, is the Miguel really one is important is.
0: because it gives his perspective the on the divorce, the divorce, and then maybe Jack's passing away and then the courtship between he and Rebecca and getting, and maybe even getting to this point of like, Hey, that's my no fly zone. We are absolutely going to get a Miggy episode and I've just, you know what? I'm going to let Toby tell you. Y'all been sleeping on my boy, Miguel. There's no more sleeping on Miguel because we're going to get one from him. And, uh, and that's, I think the writers are just pointing in that direction. Are you ready to close this bad boy out, my darling? Yes. All right. I think so too. Let's close it out.
1: Thank you all so very much for listening. We are ripper to go. In the month of September, we are a mere 20-some-odd days away from the premiere of Season 3. So if you're tuning along with us, please, please, please leave a written review in iTunes or your podcast app of choice. This way, people who are going to be searching for a This Is Us podcast when the new season arrives will know where to look. And on, on that note... I don't have a new review to read, Uh-oh. so if anyone wants to read a new one, that'll make me really happy. And remember guys, as we get closer
0: to season three, do, when you check with us on social media, use the hashtag, this is us too, that way we can all communicate together and hopefully get some of your feedback on the podcast as season three comes to approach on September 25th.
1: Well, for now, I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us too.